Okay, Bisiata Lishmaya. I'm so happy to see everybody. Thank you so much for coming. So good to be back with you. It's been too long, way too long. And it's amazing to be back here in Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim Yerkaydesh. It's something tremendous for those who stayed and for those who are back here. And for those who are listening, Bezer Hashem, everybody should make the trip as soon as possible, Bezer Hashem. But it's a big privilege. We're going to talk about privilege now, about the privileges in life that we oftentimes overlook, that we don't even think about because we take it for granted because that's our life and that's the life we live. And sometimes it takes a little bit of, a little bit of experience of a different way that all of a sudden could shake you out of that trajectory of just assuming that things are the way the things are the way the things are. Earlier on in the week, we'll speak about this in the context of Sikhi but earlier on in the week, I had a little bit of a dialogue, a, a lot of bit of a dialogue, a long email back and forth, which of course wasn't planned into the schedule. It kills everything, you know, because then I have to sit for 45 minutes. But that's life, you know. And um, somehow I got in touch with this Yid who's been on a journey and has been away from, from Yiddishkeit for a very long period of time. From kid, went through the yeshiva system, regular, everything regular. Obviously not everything regular, but regular. And he experienced a lot of pain, a lot of brokenness. And he's come to a point in life where he believes he's found what he claims Yiddishkeit is pointing to. He's there. He's there, but without Yiddishkeit at all. Um, a lot of spirituality, a lot of meditation, a lot of... And he believes that the ego is a holy thing, that we should serve, and so on and so on. A lot of deus, a lot of things. And being exposed to this person and having to really think through, like, what, you know, what our response is to an alternative lifestyle. Because usually we live in a little bit of a box. And, okay, some of us are a little bit more broad-minded. We read different things. We know about different things. But then you literally speak to a person who's not, it's not like a philosophy. He's living this lifestyle. Older, single, doesn't believe in marriage, doesn't believe in... And then I, and then I sit, and my kid comes home from Ghan, and he comes in skipping and jumping... And my wife is sitting at the, at the kitchen table doing her work, and we're living here in Yerushalayim, and I have hopes and dreams for a future in which, Bez Rashem, more children, grandchildren. And it shakes you a little bit to remember just what we have. And you think about a Shabbos, and you think about Yom Tovim, and you think about the depth in mitzvahs, and the depth in Allah, and a broad-minded way of looking at the world, and a vision for what this world could be and will be. And you think about health and family structure. You think about objective morality, things that the rest of the world is haywire. It's haywire. And you begin to appreciate. And you begin to also daven for other people who, for one reason or another, either chose not or are prevented from on some level. But you begin to appreciate just what we have, a stability, a structure, a community. Things that we take for granted that we should not take for granted. And we have to work to earn it. It's not stam. We happen to be born into the MS. We have to work to earn it. We have to work to understand it. We have to work to, be, to get to a level where we're not shaken by other people. And on the contrary, you're able to understand and reply in a mature and healthy way and have a, a dialogue and a conversation. That's part of our learning. That needs to be, absolutely. But look at this first line in Yud Aleph. Ashreinu shem izbarach heitivimanu ma'oid shezachinu lekdushas Yisrael. Maybe those who have, maybe should, should pass around so everybody could look on. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu did such a kindness with us, an undeserved kindness. 
that each and every one of us and that Yid that I was speaking to in the same measure, whether he realizes it or not, was Zoha to Kedushas Yisrael at something else. The holiness of the Jewish nation that each and every one of us share in. The Svasemis in a number of places says that there's a terminology of Klal Yisrael. We always speak about Klal Yisrael. So spiritually speaking, Klal Yisrael is the collective soul of the Jewish nation as it stands in its constant ideal state of closeness with Hashem. Klal Yisrael, the Shechina, Knesset Yisrael, is always close to Hashem, is always rooted in the sphere of Tiferes. Oiter Yisrael b'sifara, Yisrael Aspar. thank you so much, Penny. Yisrael Aspar. And that's, that's Klal Yisrael. Now, each and every one of us need to go ahead as much as we can, as best as we can, to align ourselves with that ideal. But at our root, at our core, which is the first of the lost princess principles in the context of the Course, on the, on the, on the story of our lives, at our core we are holy. I'll just read to you one line, two lines from Lukutaran Tenyana Yud, where the Heilige Rebbe says, how does a person come to joy? Simcha is an ideal. We want to live with simcha. We don't want to force simcha. We don't want to fake simcha. But we want to live in an ideal and default setting joyously. And Rabbi Nachman says, that every single person, no matter what circumstance and what situation, what's going on in your life, emotionally, intellectually, whatever's going on, to find an akudatova, to find a good point. Famously, Rabbi Nachman has a Torah, Reish Pei Beis, 282. It's one of the fam- most famous lessons in the Kutumran, perhaps in the whole corpus of, of Kitzvei Breslov, which, which is the Torah of Azamra, of finding the good point, Ayin Sham. But sometimes a person doesn't have any good points. Sometimes a, fir- a person really comes to a place of feeling, I'm finished. And even within the good points, Rabbi Nachman speaks about this explicitly in that lesson, but the, but the Rebbe says that sometimes you could look in your Nakuda Tova and you could say, even that was all ulterior motives. I didn't really want to do that. Even the good things. Rabbi Nachman says you have to find the Nakuda Tova in the Nakuda Tova. You have to keep on looking to the core, to the essence. So the Rebbe says over here, that if you have nothing else to fall back on, your Jewishness is lo talui bedavar. Which I think is a little bit different than Ashkafa that we grow up with. Many times we think we have to earn our Yiddishkeit or earn a relationship. It's not true. And there's oftentimes a fear of, well, if we stress that too much, then people are not going to feel the need to strive for anything. But there's also the danger that if we stress the other thing too much, then people are going to forget what to do in a time when they don't earn it or they don't perceive themselves to be on the level of earning. What's the goal? Of course, the balance. The broad-mindedness of being able to hold two truths at once and to utilize them at different times, which is the sod, and we spoke about this in the past, of, of Rabbi Nachman's Giloi, of Aye and Meloi, Aye Mekayim Kavaydai, to the people that think they're up there in the world and that think they're succeeding, they need to come to a level of realizing they know nothing. We spoke about that all the way in the beginning. But then is also true for the other side of the spectrum, for the people that are sinking down in the dumps and in the darkness and making mistakes and, and addiction and compulsion and not able to, and so on and so forth. They have to know that Hashem is with them all the time. And the second that we go too much to either side, it's a kilkul. It's a kilkul. That's why you have to have the balance. It's very, very important to have the balance. 
So Rabbi Nachman says that if you have no other Nekud tova, at least realize, I'm a Yid. Like we say, that HaKadosh Baruch who created us to honor Him, and that that's the goal. Those of the Chaber that read the book already know, right? That, that honoring Hashem and bringing kavod to the master of the world comes in many different ways, comes in many different shapes and sizes. And sometimes it could come on the level of Torah and mitzvahs. And that's the ideal, that's the l'chadchila, at least from our perspective. But there's an also a kavod that we bring to Hashem, dafka in the experience of not having so much success. And dafka going through the experience of needing to find the strength to return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu after a fall. And those two things are bringing cover to Hashem, each and every person, that's Sadiq, that's one derech, Mashiach ben Yosef, and the Balchuvah is Mashiach ben David. And those are two different traditions. And each and every one of us, Dafka in this generation, contains both. And so sometimes we're bringing cover, oftentimes, 99.9% of the times for many people, we're bringing cover to Hashem in the overt, clear, uh, obvious way, right? The way that's straight, the way of Rachli Menu, right? Rachli Menu is this world, Rachli Menu is, is beautiful on the outside, Yafeh, right? But then there's also the Mahalacha Leia. Leia is called the Almadis Skasia, Leia is the hidden world. Leia is in such a way where, where, where it's not so clear, where things are very, very hidden. And when all of a sudden, a person needs to understand that there's a way of bringing Kavu to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a, in, a, in, a, in a different way, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a backward, upside down way, right? That's, that's this Nikuda of bringing Kavu to Hashem. Okay, Penny, Penny, it's, Penny, it's fine. It's fine. Right? That's an amazing thing to think about. And so that's what the Rebbe says over here. That if a Jew is going to remind himself all the time, Why was I created? What's the point of all this? I was created to bring honor to HaKadosh Baruch. Well, that means that I can bring honor to him in every circumstance, in every situation. Even when I think that I have nothing left, I'm still here to bring kavod. Even me, even now. Maybe Dafka now, but even now. That a person can come to a tremendous joy, a tremendous elevation in his mood and in his mahalach. That's a very, very important thing. And that's the Rebbe, just in one line. And it's just so good to remind ourselves, we should mamish, maybe, you know, just, just write this down on a note, carry it with us in our wallet. No matter what. Ashreinu, Shashem Izbarach, Hei Manu, even the simplest Jew in the world. Shazachinu Likdu Shas Yisrael, that we're living on, a, on another plane, on a different level. But Amar Rebbe Nachman says, and here we continue, that the Rebbe says, that he had tremendous simcha and tremendous joy that he got to Eretz Yisrael. Such a long story. And Chaim around, there's a, whole, there's a whole chapter, there's a whole section detailing Rebbe Nachman's trip. It was a six-month journey that he left Europe and he came all the way here to Eretz Yisrael through Istanbul. Crazy, unbelievable episode of what he needed to go through. And over here he speaks a little bit about that. How many obstacles, how many confusions. How much struggle, how much difficulty on every level for the Rebbe to come to Eretz Yisrael, something the Baal Shem HaKadosh wasn't even able to do. And Rabbi Nachman said the Baal Shem Tov didn't make it because he wasn't able to enter into a level of katnus that was going to enable him to go beyond the radar, below the radar of the evil forces. Rabbi Nachman said he was able to get to that level of katnus. It's crazy stories. Rabbi Nachman over there just decided to act like a little kid. 
took off his his uh, his Becca show. He was running around with all the kids playing war games. Gili, he was like a little. It was all the kavana, the kavana to go into a level of katnos and fooling people to this one. He said he was a kai, and that one he said he was a levi, and then the, nobody could get his identity. Nobody could know. Humamish went incognito under the radar, but he got there. Happens to be when he got here, he took five steps. He walked out at Amas and he said, I'm ready to go back. Because he already received in that first minute where we're sitting now. He already received all the Asagos. He came back from Europe afterwards. They, they actually stayed in Eretz for about six months. Then they had a six-month journey return. But after he came back, he told his Hasidim that he didn't want any of his Torah. That he had said before going to Eretz he didn't want any of it printed. Only what he, what he said afterwards. He went in the very, very end of his life. So another four or five years, I think, before the end of his life. So he was saying Torah from the time he was 13 years old when he started the Hasidus by his bar mitzvah, whole story. But after that, and he I was saying Torahs and Torahs and Torahs, it, it was all written up already. The Rebbe said, throw it all out. He said, right now it's something new. There is a little bit printed between the Torahs Ayin Gimel and I think Kuf Chaf Alev, or somewhere around that area, smack in the middle of the Kutum, around the first Chelek, there's still Torahs from before Eretz Yisrael, Lashon Chaveirim it's called, and it's, you see, there's a, even though they're incredible high Torahs, maybe it's because Reb Nassim didn't write them, so that, but they're very, very confusing, it's not the clarity of the other Torahs, so that's just an interesting thing. But he got there. How many obstacles he had because of funds, how much it, it cost, you know, to take such a trip, Unbelievable amount of money, especially for anybody, but certainly for 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 Ibn Achman. But the Rebbe jumped over all them, and he was zochet to complete this task. And he was here, and that gave him joy his whole life that he was there. And it's the same thing for all of us. Once upon a time, we managed to get to a caver of a tzaddik that we feel helped us, for example. Once upon a time, we finished a mesechta. Fill in the blank. Once upon a time, we dive into Yom Kippur. You know, sometimes if you think back, you could think back to a really strong tefillah that you had. That should give us joy all the time. Even when we're in the darkness, specifically when we're in the darkness. That inevitably we go through. We're human beings. Each person on their level. We all have ideals. We're all striving. We're all human. And we go through what we go through. In those moments, don't let go of that tefillah that you had. Don't let go of that experience, that spirituality, that kirvas alikim, that clarity that you once had. Whether it was a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. That is still there. That's cemented into reality. It's not going anywhere. In a certain way, you are still there. That's the ideal you. That's the real you. That's the essence of who you are. The other stuff, it's a struggle. It's not, it's not that we want. We spoke about this a lot. It's not that we want to sin. We struggle. And it's built into the system that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a provision for that. And He wants us to try our best. And He also has something called tshuva when we don't because that's inevitable. And he gives us the Yitzhahara, and he enjoys the battle, and he enjoys the patches that we give him, and also the patches that we get. That's part of life, and that's fine. But in those moments, to return back, and to, and to allow that to give us simcha when we have nothing else to be happy about. It's also, you can never take away the fact someone's yid. You can never take away from the, the what? Never take away the fact that someone's yid. That someone's a yid, right. I mean, that, that's the essence of this. The essence of this is Baruch HaLekinu Shabaran HaLechavaytai. That even now I'm created uh, with, with Zari Yisrael, with Kedush Yisrael. I was pointing out that there are moments that that 
Yiddishkeit that's within us is expressed in a very clear way. So I think it's easy to use that as a portal into our essential Jewishness, for sure. But those memories are going to help us get there, right? In a certain way. Va'amar, and here we get to the bulk of it, Rabbi Nachman said, I believe and I absolutely know with clarity that all of the movements any kind of effort that any person makes for any mitzvah or any avoidar or any learning or anything none of that effort is ever lost. The hope is that all of those efforts are on the highest level, but are conscious of what, and we speak about this so often, and that's my whole thing, what we're doing these things for. So let it be the same first Seder, the same set, whatever it is, whatever your Indian is in Yiddishkeit, but that it should be within the context of the why, right? The why, why am I doing this? What's the end? What's the goal that this is a means toward, right? That's the, that's the ultimate essence. But all of those inyanim of effort and yearning and sighing and davening and trying and waking up early, going to sleep late, all of those nikudas that we try to make it so that we can serve Hashem better, Ibn Ahmed says, No tnua, no movement, no effort, or machshava is ever lost. And when a person stays there, we're going to learn from Nasan, an amazing piece. But if a person stays there and he doesn't go away and he doesn't give in and he doesn't give up and he keeps on expressing the yearning again and again and again and again, no matter how difficult it may seem, with the knowledge again that this is itself justified in a certain way not to give up, that this is itself bringing cover to Hashem, and that if the ikr is cover to Hashem and not my own spiritual prestige, so where are you going? This is it. Why are you giving up? This is, you're doing it. Okay, you're doing it in a different way than you thought you would. But that's the, in a certain way, it's easier to do that lishma than not, right? Because that's mamish, because it doesn't taste good, and it doesn't look good, and nobody pats us on the back, and we're not the top guy in Shear, and we're not... That's the ikr. That's when you're really doing it for Hashem. Because you realize, well, what, what, what's the whole thing for? Who is it for? Is it for me, or is it for him? And if it's for him, so then whatever life throws at me, it's for him. It's not about me. So even when it's unpleasant, and even when it it's nice, and even when it's Leah, the hidden world, Alma de Eskasia, and it's not clear how this is bringing cover to Hashem directly, we stay there and we don't leave. So Rabbi Nachman says in the end, if a person does that, we are going to be Zochet, to be Gomer, to complete and to finish our Uvda Shebe and at that moment, Rabbi Nachman says, "As I nasim ikolat nuis v'machshavas v'avol bulim, shoyelav inin zekoidim sheshavar va'avar al kolamaniyas, ve'eishayim esupakumuvul bolvayoyim and alam mishkolim lasus davar zev amaniyas hayam mohin amoysevi koltzar." All of that, the confusions and the difficulties and the thoughts and the strategies and the plans and all the different inyanim that all of us have, you know, that all of us have all these plans. At that time where there were so much obstacles and we had to mamash like all of a sudden you can say betachbulas tasamolcham. Rabbi Nachman said it in, in the previous piece betachbulas that we make strategies and all of us know in our own things you know Shemir Sinayim for example all the different nikudas that we have this filter and that thing but if I but I'm gonna get around it this way so I have to block it that way this is precious even when it doesn't work this is precious that I want to be better that I'm making an effort that I'm making a get there whatever that get there is again there's a mashal fill in the blank for whatever we're dealing with at that moment says the Rebbe 
to overcome all of this and break through barriers. All of this stuff immediately becomes becomes holy things in the upper world. All of that pain and all of that confusion and difficulty stay in the game. Because what do you know what life's going to be like for you in 10, 15 years? Things could change. And people think that I'm going to live in this body, in this moichin, in this consciousness, with this guitar for the rest of my life. I'm out. I can't do it. Hang in there. What do you know it's going to be? There comes a point in life, Ezra Hashem, toward the end, where these things aren't an Indian anymore. The Noam the Malach says, based on the Pasuk, about Shemitah, about how all of the Avadim are going free, he said, or revert to their, to their owner. So he says, In Shemitah, He says, what Shviyas? He says, Shviyas is the 70th year of a person's life. He says, once you get to age 70, you're free. The Yitzhahara stops bothering you. So let's hang in in there until we, get, until we get to 70, right? And then we can mamash be the way that we want. Yeah, it's in a couple of decades, and we'll do a lot more along the way. But al-kopanim, there will come a time when we can overcome each of us in our own lives. So at that moment, all of these bilbulim, dvarim, al-yoyinim, l'mala, b'kedushavakom, l'mala, l'toiva, and all of that stuff, all of that, that we thought was decidedly b'di'eved, maybe even worthless, becomes etched l'mala. It becomes carved in such a beautiful carving, the story of our lives. Called Tenua Utenua, every motion. Ashrei says there, but Ashrei fortunate. When a person is able to overcome all of this, and a person can actually bring a machshavatova mikrach alapoa, Ashrei. To realize who we are what we're doing, what we're capable of, the value of all of this, even if it's not going exactly the way that we want all the time, it's precious. And one day we're going to see how all of that is going to come in such a way where it's going to be clear to us how that brought so much cover to HaKadosh Baruch which is the goal. So the Rebbe says in the Kutum Rantanyana Memches, something similar, and he says, same kind of Russian. All of the tenuas, all the movements, and all the efforts. That you're trying to remove yourself from physicality in any way that you can and to come close to Tavaris Hashem. Rabbi Nachman says it'll come to you and for your aid at a difficult moment when you really need some help. What's helping a person in a, in a shasat chak when a person really needs a Yeshua? It's all of that stuff. It's not the shining moments where you actually went ahead and you daven properly or learned properly or did the mitzvahs properly and so on and so forth and had good mitzvahs or whatever it is. It's not that. It's the, it's the struggle because that's, that's real. That's sincere. The other stuff could be yeah, could be not. But it's when, it's when it's dark and nobody knows about the things that you don't speak to people about, but you're busy making all the time plans and that you feel broken when things don't go properly and you're trying to make tachbulas, that's what's going to come and stand at your aid in a time of need. That's what's coming 
to your assistance. Amazing thing. So listen to this Miyashiloach. I apologize that we don't have the sheets. I think we're going to have to switch this up, maybe find a different place, maybe with air conditioning also, and a little bit less noise. So we'll have to, we'll have to come up with something, Mizar Hashem. Something closer to you guys. We'll figure something out. But the, but, but the Miyashiloach says like this. Listen to this. The Pasuk says, Shimru Mishpat Va'asut Sedek. Hashem says to Am Yisrael, keep the, ju- the, the, the laws, Va'asut Sedaka, and do righteousness. Kikroiva Yeshua Lavai. Because my salvation is near. Kikroiva Yeshua Si Lavai. My salvation is near. You don't see it right now. Hang in there. I'm with you. Gonna bring this till the end. Says the Meashiloach, an amazing thing. The word shamar could mean to guard, but it could also mean to what? To yearn, to long. How do we know? What's the Pasuk that tells us? That's one of the Pasukim. Also, right? But that's exactly right. That Yaakov Avinu waited expectantly, longingly for Yaakov for, for, for Yosef's dreams to be mikuyim, to be fulfilled. And so he says over here, you know what Hashem is telling us? This word shamar, shamru, shimru, keep can also mean to yearn for. That no Jewish soul should have complaints against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not to become angry against Hashem. Why isn't Hashem helping me? HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises that a person who comes to, to become close to Hashem is going to be assisted. So why isn't Hashem helping me? Sometimes it could be very frustrating. It's like, I'm trying to do this for you, not for somebody else. Like, can you help me out? You could do anything. Why does that have to be so difficult for me? That's a common feeling. She says, no. Right, because a person is longing, so why doesn't Hashem help? About this, the Pasuk says, Wait expectantly, hang in there, yearn, express your desire. There will come a day. Not necessarily only after Mashiach comes, after Elam There comes a point in our lives also where it can become clear to us all of a sudden. That HaKadosh Baruch will reveal to us the Seder HaDavarim. That we thought everything is Shaloika Seder. That everything's a Bidiyeved. That everything that I'm going through is not the way that it's supposed to be. And we beat ourselves up and we can't understand why other people seem to be succeeding and we're failing and so on and so forth. And we think it's all Shaloika Seder. But there comes a time in our lives that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals to us it was all a Seder. Maybe not your Seder, his Seder. His Seder. How beautiful it is in Hebrew that that's the Lashon that people use. How are things going? Beseder. It's such a beautiful thing. It's going Beseder. It's in an order. It's in a Mahalach. Even those things that are like a Seder, everything is Beseder. It's in a Seder. You know, in Hebrew there's no capitals. With well, a capital Samach, you know? The, like... His Seder, the big, big, bold Seder, right? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reveal that's, that's Hashem's Yeshua. That's the biggest salvation. You come up after 120 and you realize it was, it was all okay. It was all okay. 
if it was be'emuna, right? Right? They could do maso matan be'emuna. If it's with, if it's with a true focus, a true desire, you can't fool the system, school the, because you're only fooling yourself. So it's, it'll be a waste. We want to live authentically. We want to live for real, right? So calls man that a person is doing that, and we're genuinely trying, and we genuinely get blindsided by the Yitzhar, and we fall, and we get back up, and we realize that it's not, it's not by the Eved, right? No problem, man. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Is there a question? Is there something going on in there that, uh, is there something else going on? Okay, so, so, ah, so now we have sheets. Right? So, an amazing thing. This Nikuda that we feel, that all of a sudden it's revealed to us that it was all the Seder, it was all in a Seder. That's the Yeshua of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It goes Klaliyas on Am Yisrael that we can't understand. We want to get out. We want Mashiach. Why is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu bringing? And the question is, well, why do you want Mashiach? If it's for me, then trust me, I know what I'm doing. And you're not going to get out one moment before is necessary for my plan. Kodesh Baruch was speaking. But it's true for all of us in our own individual lives. V'nishlach nichumim. And Kodesh Baruch will send us tremendous necham of v'nireh. Ki lo nevad mi itoy shum davar hakivoy v'hatsar shesav li Yisrael b'avidas Yisbarach. No pain, no difficulty, no struggle, no confusion, no bewilderment, no frustration. Nothing is lost. That's part of it. They don't teach you this in yeshiva. They didn't teach it to me in yeshiva. That this is part of it. Because what's the point? Not to be the best guy in shir. That's not the point. Not to be a, a learning to a guy your whole life and a bentor. It's not the point. Point is kvot shemayim. Point is a relationship with him. Memela, everything, every area, no matter what's going on in my life, I could reframe it, I could understand it, as long as the yearning is there to do what I'm supposed to do. So Memela, both the Lechatchilas and the Bidievets, I don't fall apart on either extreme. It's the balance. It's the balance of both. And I don't go anywhere, because where am I running? When I ask myself what I want, what, what I want to bring cover to Hashem. So when it's difficult, and I'm struggling, and it's hard, and it's apparently bidiyevet, that's the ikar cover of Hashem, that I keep on coming back. Of course, we try our best to stay away from that. And we try our best to do the l'chatchila, that's our bechira to do. But when life hits you along that way, there's a big reframing that can take place. Loy nevad, we read that line again. Kiloy nevad mi itoy shum dvar hakivu yvatsar shesavli Yisrael ba'avidasi yisbarach. That we go through pain. Everybody likes to pretend Yiddishkeit is the most, all the time, it's the most wonderful, great thing. Sometimes not so much. Sometimes there's a lot of pain. Sometimes there's a lot of darkness and a lot of brokenness and a lot of shame and guilt and so on and so forth. That's part of the process. Half of Tilum is David Malik screaming out in a terror. He wasn't in a pit. He was screaming from an, from an emotional state. Because sometimes we can feel that way. And that's also part of it. Like the Hele Gazar Kaddish brings her. Menachem himself quotes this in Sichas around in many places. No good desire is ever lost. Every single action that a person takes, even though it looks to you like it's a small little thing, and you stay five minutes longer and you wait for the last Kaddish and whatever the Nakuda is, it's like a small thing, but you do it. 
Oid. La'asid, it's going to be expanded and blown up and mamish. We're going to see what it was that we accomplished in that. So go to number four, as we did number three out of order. And this is the ikr that I want to focus on for the rest of the time that we have. You know, we experienced something similar, I think. Maybe it was before Purim, and there was randomly a Likud that was mamish like the Nikudal, maybe like the, the, the shir before Purim. It was all about Mordechai Esther, the whole thing, right? So, you know, I have the Sefer. That's a little bit of a Pirish on Sikhas around. Some of them are my sources. Some I get from the Sefer. Noyama Sikhas, it's called. And he's Mitzai in this piece from Likud And, like, I wasn't even surprised. I just, I opened it up. It's like, obviously, of course. It's not, not, none of this is planned. It's all bashkacha. Hashem is really with us in an amazing way. Listen to this piece. This might be one of the most important pieces from Lukut Yalachas that I've ever learned in my life. Straight up, honestly. This is a piece we have to go with. Listen to this. Kikoidim Kabbalah Satayra, the Heliger of Nasan says that before Kabbalah Satayra, Tzirichim Lispar Sviras HaOimer. The days that we're in now, this incredible avod of Sviras HaOimer, our Ba'im Betisha Yoyim, we count 49 days, so that we can get out from impurity into purity, like the tefillah that we should all be saying, hopefully, after the Sviras, and so on and so forth. Every day is a certain Midah, LPI, we're sending out, right, different messages for each and every day. Which is an aspect of tshuva, the tshuva that we're doing, derech eres, that we need to fix ourselves up before we get to mountain terror so that the terror can settle in, 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 in such a way of, of health and holiness and completeness. What's the main yesod of leaving tuma to a realm of tara? Is through bakasha, is through searching. Seeking, that we're searching and asking, where is a Kaddish Baruch? In every single state, in every single circumstance, no matter where we are, to be screaming out all the time, how can I bring kavod to Hashem in this moment, in this situation, as I am now? That through there, Benachman has a famous Torah on that, or Yudbeis and Tiniana, about how through screaming out Aye when we can't find Hashem and it seems like it's so dark and we feel like we're all alone, how Dafka through that we can come to Tachlis Halia, which is hinted to in the. Pasuk ve'ayeh hasel la'oyla, right? The word ayeh, screaming out the word ayeh becomes an oyla, brings us up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shazel b'china sviras ha'aymer. This is the nekuda of sviras ha'aymer. Shazoy frumumayinem ayyam and yayim al-yayim. Every day we're counting. Shazel b'china's ayeh, which is itself an aspect of ayeh b'china's. The Pasuk in Shai says ayeh soifer. It's part of a Pasuk that says, where is the scribe? But over here, Benassim puts these two words together based on the Pasuk and says that they must be related to each other. Sofer, which can mean a scribe, but it could also mean to count. Svir HaSa'aymer is an aspect of Ayeh. Ayeh, cipher. That Svir HaSa'aymer, this time period, is an aspect of Ayeh. It's an aspect of calling out How can I come back? How can I find Hashem in my circumstance? It's like a person, what are we doing when we count these days? We're, we're counting down the days until Mamish were able to come to a place of freedom. Nun Shari Kedusha, Nun Shari Bina, Nun Shari Tshuva, the 50th day, 
Intimacy with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That Hashem holds the mountain of our head. That we're married, so to speak, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we can't wait. So we're counting down the days. Until we can finally get to that place. You have a countdown timer. We're coming back to Eretz Yisrael after Pesach. We're looking at the calendar, we're crossing up the days. Whatever it is, we're looking forward to something. Each and every day of Svira, Zoichin Lotzeis Mishar Echad Shal Tuma, Lashar Echad Shal Kedusha. Because what did we come out from? How we came out from Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, we were on the Memtes Shari Tuma. How many days of Svira are there? 49 days. Says Reb every day of Svira, we're getting out from one of those Madrigas of the Klipa of Tuma, and we're transferring that energy into the transference, into the energy of Kedusha. Every day we are drawing down a new holy consciousness into every day. But the Iker is Sphira. Because it is constantly this Nakuda of asking the Chippos, like we said. The Sphira is filled with the energy of Aye. I heard it in a tape this morning from Shlomo Karabach he says, he says, there's no mitzvah that you find of all the mitzvahs in the Torah that right after we finish the mitzvah, we say, Rabbi Shalom, bring us back to, to Eretz Yisrael. We need the base on the No other mitzvah like this, except Sphere Sion. Right after we finish, universally, Nesach Ashkenaz, Nesach Svarad, Svaradim, everybody. What's the so? He gives another thing, another explanation. But I think also, based on what Rabbi saying, it's mamish clear that if we're doing Sphira properly and we're reminding ourselves that we're really counting down to something, all of a sudden we remember what we're really counting down for. You know, it's like a person who really loves pizza and he's in a place where there's no pizza stores opening in two days, let's say, after Pesach, it takes them time. He's also counting down to go back to the mirror or somewhere after, back to Israel after Pesach, right? So he has on his calendar two things that are marked. Every time he goes to check, you know, is it, uh, how many days left until the pizza store opens, he's also looking at a calendar. He's in the aspect of counting down. He says, oh, hold on a second, I'm going back to Eretz Yisrael, right? So in a certain way, we're counting down the sphere to get to Kabbalah Satara, but then we remember, we can't wait. We're, we're counting down the that we should come back to the holy base Mikdash, right? That that's the that's the source. That's really what we're asking for. Until finally we get to Shvuas, and that's the Muvukash. That's what we're trying to get to. That when a person is far and a person is distant, and a person is wandering, and he's confused. And they're pushing him away from level to level, lower and lower, further and further. And he feels as if, again, against his best wishes and desires and efforts, efforts. He's putting in the effort and expressing his rutzo, not just stam, like in a vague way. Oh, I would love to really be a good yid today, but I'm going to the, you know, whatever it is. No, but he's really putting in effort, making gedarim, trying the best that he can. But what can he do? What can he do? Says the Hidegar of Nasan, if I'll peeking, if a person won't give up seeking, searching, trying as best that he can, whatever way that he can, and to yearn, and to long, because that's the tachlis, to find a Baruch Hu, not 
to be a Bucky and Shas. That's not the Tachlis. To be a Bucky and Shas is a means to Dveikas and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Nassim says, or, 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 it was Rabbi Nachman, that a person who finished Shas, you could see on his face, he's shining from one end of the world to the other. But what's, what's the goal? What's the real goal? We're counting down to finish Shas, but that reminds us, What's the real goal? So if our real goal is this, we have to say this line again, to yearn, to, to, yeah, to yearn, and to long, and to search for for his beloved, to find Hashem in any circumstance, no matter what. So then even if many days and many years even pass, and he's not zochet to find Hashem in the way that he yearns for, and to come close in an ideal fashion in such a way that he mamish feels as if he can't live one more second if he's not feeling Hashem and living with Hashem and living up to his ideals. Afal peaking, yeda in a person can know and to believe. Every single moment, through every little aspect of yearning. Every chelek portion of this search that he's searching and seeking and searching. To find God's glory, to live in such a way where like the Baal Shem HaKadosh says explicitly in Kesar Shem Tov that a Jew's initial perspective on the world is to see God first then you see a table and you see a person and you see a wall and you see an air conditioner that's what the Baal Shem Tov wants that we should get to such a madriga we literally see elikus everywhere you look you look at people, because we get used to, we spoke about it before, we get used to human beings, arms and legs, and there's a human. It's not. It's a chilek of the kami mal mamish with Jews. It's a, it's a spark of ruchnius of kedusha with the whole world. Everything in the world, no matter what. In some manifestations, the kedusha within things asks us to turn away from it. For many things in the world, the Kedusha is begging us, most things in the world, begging us to find it. And Amal Shem says that should be more real to you than anything else. We should live with eyes of in- internality, eyes of inwardness, of panemius, to see that first. Can you imagine a person wakes up in the morning and that's the way that we see the world? It's a madrega, right? It's such a, it's such a level to be able to see a Kaddish Baruch Hu everywhere and everything. So says Rav Nassim, through all of this, we all value. They call habat of a gagua shemabit v'toyle einoy l'rachmav that a person is trusting in a kaddish baruch Hu. and not like we live from the meyashelach, not not complaining and not saying, oh, you know, this is a secondary, this is b'diavet. It's not b'diavet. It's Hashem's l'chatchila. So let him, let him, let him do with you what he needs, what covet he needs from you, dafka, in your circumstance, baruch nisubagashmias. So through all of this, that he's toilein of l'racham of his baruch, that we're depending on Hashem's rachmanos, v'aliyadei kol tenua, utenua, every single movement, shepoyin el ha-kedusha, that we're turning toward holiness, v'aliyadei kol zeh zeicha v'chol pam l'shaber choymaz barzel, if you won't give up, if you'll never give in, we can break iron barriers, v'dalsas nechoshes, and copper Walls, doors, even if afterwards the Yitzhar comes back, or Nachman says like a fly, Chazal say it's like a, right, the Yitzhar is like a fly because you shoot away, it keeps on coming back to the same says you shoot away, it comes back. That'll happen. 
Rebbe Nachman also says in Ayin Beis, the, the higher you go, your struggle, what Rebbe Dessler calls the Nekudas HaBechira, will also grow with you. But it's always there on some level, in some aspect. Rebbe Nassim says, never fall into the trap of thinking that your effort is for naught, is for nothing. Every single movement, no matter what, no matter how big, no matter how little, no matter how l'chatchila, no matter how b'dyevet it appears to you, it's not lost. And if a person will be strong and mighty to continue searching no matter what, so in the end, when the Yetzirah is finally not a thing anymore, you'll still be there. You won't have given up. You'll still be there. So mainly you'll make it. But we're in it for the long haul. That was the beginning of, of last night's video. Netzach Shebegvura. Not to give in. To be strong. To be firm. Can you imagine a person counts the first night's Sphira and then the second night is like, oh my gosh, there's another needed to work on? I'm finished. I can't. Like, I didn't reach the highest level in the first. I'm going to tell you something. Sphira is a ticken for the, for, for, for the Seder. Seder night, that Rizal says, that there was an incredible, incredible measure of holiness of Kedusha that comes down Seder night in the same form that it did in the night of Makas Bechoros Mamish. Ani v'loi shliach, ani v'loi malach, ani hu, ani v'loi acher. Ekyash or Ekya, the highest level of Keser, very, very high light that comes down. That Rizal says it's called, usually a person needs to go through what's called Katniss Rishon, a first uh, you know, constricted sort of way of living, and then godless rish, and then katnasheni, and then godless sheni. There's different ways of proceeding in life. But the, but the night of Seder night, because Amisol were on such a low level, so you need to pick up a basket from where? From the bottom. So you need to reach down, right, with such a ha'ara that's able to reach below the mentasharitama and illuminate the lowest place so that you can pick them all up. And that's why Seder night, we begin literally with Kaddish. Because on Seder night, the light that's shining is such that we can literally reach the highest levels right away. Kaddish is gematria. Katan, katan, gadol, gadol. Because it's katnas rishin, gadlas rishin. Katnas sheni, gadlas sheni. All in one. We, it's called diluk. That's why Hashem is pasach al Israel. It's the, it's the aspect of skipping. You skip all the madrigas all the way to the top, no matter what. No matter what. Sphira builds vessels for that light. That because it came down in such a way that we have no kalim for it, says the Arizal, it goes away. Right after the Seder. First morning of Pesach, it's gone. <coughs> it's gone. And it goes away. And then Sphira, we build vessels so that finally, on Shavuos, that very same light comes down again, this time in the form of the Torah. That's why Chazal tells us, Don't see the Luchas as representing etched words, but rather freedom, cheris. What's the freedom? Because that's the freedom of Am Yisrael from Mitzrayim. But it comes down now in such a way that we've already hopefully built up vessels on whatever level through Sphira so that it can come down again. So says Rav Nassim, how foolish would a person be if he made that mistake? 
to walk away because we didn't reach Kaddish during Sphira when we're not supposed to. We're supposed to go in a way of Hadraga. Slowly but surely work on what you can work on without trying to reach the highest level right away. By always anchoring our efforts in what's the purpose, what's the point, what's the goal. Not to lose sight of that. See, he says, every single day a person goes ahead Right, so this is the Indian of Svira Saimer. You're not on the highest level the first day. You're working on Chesed Shebechesed. It's a long, arduous process. There's a lot of things that need fixing. Like we're not, we're not ready right then. If you'll push forth and if you'll make it to the end, then Zaychin. Then we merit Lishwis, Lakamla Satira, Al Yidea Koyach Vas Chus, Shesafru Arboim Vitisha Yoim, that we pulled through, that we kept it up, that we had that tremendous longing that didn't go away. And we didn't let anything knock us down, even though we weren't perfect right away. Kibachal Yoim. Every single day, we're receiving a new ha'ara, a new hasaga, a higher level. Until that das is finally completed on the 50th day. And then we're going to receive the Adam. The same thing he says with every single person, certainly during the actual time of sphere. That's the message of today. But any time of year and any kind of person, there's going to be many, many different times in your life, many different stages, many different moods, many different circumstances, many different experiences. And so many uh, oceans and waters, and depths, and tremendous rain. A person's going to have to go through all of this. We're going to need a pass through and also how many how many deserts filled with scorpions and snakes awesome snakes and scorpions a person's going to have to go through says the mouth can't even describe to explain each and every person can't even if he tried his best, even if he had a whole notebook and a thousand years to write down all of what we go through, how could you express to somebody else the difficulties and the struggles and the ups and the downs, especially in our dar where there's such extreme accessibility to Kedusha and Lahepech? How much we go through. It's impossible to express or explain. How much we need Chizik. How often we need Chizik. Even though the Heliger Rebbe's revealed so many lessons about this, this is a cornerstone of Rebbe Nachman's teaching, was for those people who feel lost, for those people who are honest enough to admit that they're lost, because everybody in a certain way goes through difficulty, just some people pretend that it's not there. And so the people that have courage and the people that are in it for real and the people that aren't just sufficing with the cultural aspect of Yiddishkeit, that they're, you know, on the outside it looks good and they shuckle properly and so on and so forth, and Shabbos is with the Kiddush and the Zmiris and the way it's supposed to be, but they're not in tune with the inner search, Esha Havanashi, 
for the search for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything. So to them it's like, what's, a, what's an afila? Because what's an aliyah? It's like, you know, it just is. Very surface. It's the highway. It's paved. It's very smooth. Everybody's on the highway. It goes nicely. But it's those chevra that are on what's called the derech yechidi, and you'll read about this in the book, the derech yechidi, those chevra that are in where Ibn Achman calls in the story of the lost princess, the shvil menatzah. You know, this little side path that's off the beaten path, it's not on the highway, it's going to be bumpy on that path because it's not paved. So you're going to have to go over things and go under things. But it's authentic, it's sincere, it's real. It's a real emotional odyssey. It's a journey. There's emotional commitment and import there. It means something to you. So chevra like that are going to go through things. And the viceroy goes through deserts, fields, and forests, and deserts, fields, and forests, and so on and so forth. He goes through this cycle of what he has to experience along this journey. Rabbi Nachman revealed so much Torah for people like that. The Rebbe says, what's Breslov is osios, lave basar, a heart of flesh. It comes from a Pesach in Yeshaya. But Hashem says, I'm going to remove your lave evan, I'm going to remove your heart of stone, I'm going to give you a lave basar. Rabbi Nachman wanted us to be feeling people. He wanted us to be super happy and also know what it means to be super unhappy and to be real with that and to be okay with that, to be in touch with our emotions. That's what the Rebbe wanted. And so the Rebbe spoke to Hever like that. And he gave us such incredible lessons. Al Zevekam Asichas knows how many beautiful lessons that we've learned and will learn in Sichas Aran Al Zeshamiyam Yuchala Maskalav and Sas that a person who's wise can understand a little bit. Echlis Chazik Tamid. How no matter what goes on in your life, no matter what, it's called a Shtavos. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi. No matter whether things are going with Yudke Vavke or Lenegdi, it's a term from the Maranayim when things are not going my way, when things are going Negdi. Shivisi, I'm fine. I'm shaveh. No matter what happens in my life, I'm, I'm not knocked off ligamri. I, I, I have a foundation, a stability. I have a floor that I can fall onto that's cushioned, and I also have a ceiling to strive toward. And the ceiling never negates the floor, and the floor never negates the ceiling. Both things are true at once. And we're able to take from different elements of the Rebbe's uh, you know, a, a corpus of teachings at different points in our lives. So when we need ultimate musr, the Rebbe gives it to us. And then he tells us what we can strive toward. And he, and, he, and, and he portrays such a glorious, idealized Yiddishkeit. And when we feel as if, mamish, you know, we need the biggest chizik in the world, the Rebbe has that for us too. It's like a pharmacy. Mamish, like a pharmacy. Somebody puts out a gillion called the Rebbe's pharmacy. It's mamish that way. The Rebbe has, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we need, that's the, that's the das of the tzaddik. Kimavur, as we spoke about already, and I've written about it in other places also, and spoken about it in other places. So this is it. That the Rebbe spoke about so much, how much we could find chizuk, no matter what, loving ksas. Is not to let go of what you can do. Even if a person has fallen into hell, literal Gehenim in this world, spiritual Gehenim, mental Gehenim, emotional Gehenim. As we already spoke about this, but we still need to talk about it. The actual ideal of our call, it's impossible really to talk about this enough. Listen to these words. To my knowledge, you don't find terminology like this in any other safer of any other sect in, in you know, to, for a person to write in a safer. And, and people, you know, are going to learn the safer and think that it can't be that I'm talking to him. What do you mean? So what do you write the safer for? Every person who writes a safer, well, hopefully believes that the whole world is going to learn it, right? And, and, and that it's for everybody. Rav Nassim says here, 
that there are going to be people reading these words and say, okay, he can't be talking about me. He's talking about somebody who missed the chakras once in a couple of months, maybe. He's talking about something, not a guy like me, not what I've been through and what I've done and what I've experienced. Because this person who's reading this, and it could even be some of us at this year, who have such obstacles that we say can't be there. Ibn Asim was talking about me. I mean, he didn't even know about the things that I'm struggling with. And nobody could know about my, my taivas, my inyan, and my things. And what I, I mean, nobody would believe, right? So trapped in Taibas and Mitsudasa, Kolkach, actually Ishkamaisa, Eshalashab, Emeslashem, his brother, he believes that he's finished. Kikfam Nilkad Yamim Vishanim, because it's been days and it's been years, Bemasha Nilkad, trapped in what he's been trapped in. Adasha Loyam and Shuvmini Choyshech, that he doesn't believe that he can return from the darkness. Kach Nidme, Likolacha, it says, Ramnas and beautiful, you're a part of the human race. You're like everybody else, because every, every single person thinks that, right? I'm the biggest Maya Tzahara. And every single person thinks that. That every single person has a very difficult time. And that's fine. That's fine. That's how Hashem made the world. He's the one who invented all this stuff that you're struggling with. That you think is the darkness, the darkness, the darkness. Who do you think was the architect of that darkness? HaKadosh Baruch He's there. He's in that place. He wants you to stay away from it. He created it so that you should ignore it. But he also created something called tshuva. The tshuva magas atkisya kavod. We spoke about the essentiality of what it means to find that core of holiness. At our core, we are holy. Atkisya kavod. Tshuva brings us back to that place. Cuts through all of the darkness, no matter how deep and thick the darkness is. This will finish. And Rabbi Nachman always would scream about this. And he said in these words, Don't give up. And Rabbi Nachman said this, he drew out that word, and, and we could still hear it echoing today. This shear is a part of that echo. The awakening in the world of these ideas that are bringing so much health and balance and, and, and normalcy and stability to so many people that feel so lost. It's still an echo of that gevald, that mashach. That Rabbi Nachman spoke so often about how his Torah was for future generations, maybe primarily. It could be that his Hasidim grew up in a Kleinestetl, you know, in that little place of Breslov, of Zlatopol and Medvedevka and other places. It could be that they Taka didn't know what he was speaking about. Like, what's the big thing? How many Averis could they have done already? Like, what? They had no frame of reference, even like fantasize. Like, what? They had nothing. Plum. The Rebbe was speaking to us. Ha'esha li it's as simple as it is. And we know tov tov what he means in our generation. We know what he's talking about. Every single person is able to merit to draw close to Hashem. Even just through this one mimer that you heard from Rabbi Nachman, that today you ask a kid, you know, what mimer chazal did you learn from today? And you say, people think like it's, you know, Rabbi Nachman, the, the Amira, you know. Even just this. That you're the David Amalek. 
way of bringing kvod shamayim to the world. That your inyan is a little bit dark, and your inyan is a little bit brokenhearted, and your nekuda is to long and to yearn and to try again and to get back up and to and to keep with this with this gaguim. You'll make it in the end. You'll make it in such a way that the biggest sad they couldn't make it. And it will then at that point become crystal clear to you that nothing is lost. Because every single one of those difficulties was part and parcel of the ultimate goal of being marbe kvod shamayim. There are many ways of being marbe kvod shamayim. It's a chiddush, but it makes sense, logic. There are many ways of being marbek for Chamayim. Value they call Tenua Utenua. Every single movement of Bakashashu Mavakish is Kvaidis Barach. That we're seeking a Kaddish Baruch La Zachalas is Ezet Tikkun. It's fixing something. Something from previous Golgulim, something, there was a spark down there that Dafka, we needed to go, and, you know, a crazy thing, and to come back and do Tshuva from there, and we're able to elevate. We don't know anything. We don't know anything, but it needs not to be about us and what we perceive to be overt success and not to care about what anybody thinks and what anybody says and what anybody holds up on a pedestal. The main thing is Kvot And all of life is a big, huge stage for Kvot All of life, every single circumstance, every single element, every single lifestyle, every single nakuda, a person has the ability to find HaGadosh Baruch Hu and to be bring more of him into his or her life and into the world. Until a person will be zochet to come to the tachlis aliyah, to the pinnacle of elevation, this is the message of Sphira Kabbalah Satorah. So obviously tremendous, tremendous hashkacha pratas that we're mamash learning this now. And it's a strong muscle to think about. Every night that we're saying Sphira, realize we're not at the end yet, but we're not giving up. We're not perfect yet. We're working. And all of life is that way. We're not perfect yet. Go kiseder, step in front of step. Try the best that you can. I need to try the best that I can. We all need to try the best to make a darim, to really strive, but at the same time, don't lose focus. What's the goal? What's the ikr? And realize that once we reframe everything in the context and in relation to that goal, mainly we realize that it's encompassing. And that all of the struggles and all the difficulties and all the failures are not locusated. They're part and parcel of the trajectory of bringing Kavah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sometimes in an overt way of Limat Torah and Tefillah and so on and so forth, which again, we're supposed to spend, and we do spend 90% of our time in. Sometimes in a little bit of a matzah of Yirid that we realize it's part of Hashem's L'Chatchila. And then Hashem says, hang in there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, what was that Pasuk from, from Yishayahu? Mishpat. Because if you'll hang in there, eventually we'll be zoche. And again, not just in another lifetime, in this lifetime, to look back over it all and say, Mamish, Mamish, this was Hashem's Yeshua. That I was walking with him every single step along the journey. Thank you so, so much for coming. Happy to be back. So let's talk. We'll get the message out that um, we'll try to find something else for next week, something that makes more sense. Okay? Thank you so, so much for coming.